Listen to the Taco Corp Fantasy Football League podcast while nailing your bread. Be a man. Welcome back to another episode of Taco Corp Fantasy Football League podcast. This is episode 42, week two preview here in Taco Corp fantasy football league podcast today i am joined by none the other tony of the 58 west king podcast you can find him at 58 wk podcast on twitter w king podcast on twitter uh how you doing today tony i'm doing good i was gonna come on here triggered about your matthew stafford comments in the last episode but it's too early for that and I think that's going to lead us down a path that we just don't want to go this morning. So I'm happy to be invited back on, ready to talk football. Let's do this. Yeah, I don't know how much. I mean, like, I had a four-hour episode with DC, and it's one of the highest listened to episodes on the podcast. But I don't think that people are going to listen to four hours of us bitching about Jared Goff and Matt Stafford and ultimately just be like, yeah, Nate's right, after four hours, and they could have just looked at my Twitter. So, <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, hey, um, so we have uh, another podcast out there that we listen to and we become kind of like, you know, Twitter friends, I guess you would say, in the Mortal Kombat Fantasy Football League and their podcast, The Fantasy Roast, which is linked down here in the show notes for everybody to scroll up, click it, go support it, subscribe, do all that kind of stuff, interact with them on Twitter. Anyways, Ryan lost, got smashed by his co-host Chris in the Battle of KC, and now he has to do the Blazing Wings Challenge. How do you think that's going to go for Ryan? Uh, as someone who's tasted one of those wings, it's going to be hot. It's going to be hot going down, and it's going to be hot coming out. So just a forewarning, if you haven't had them, it's going to suck, Ryan. D- Enjoy. Do you think he does bone in or bone out? Oh, he's a man. He's going to do bone in. Yeah, he's going to have wings, not chicken nuggets. I know yeah. it. <laughs> there you go. Yeah. Who are you more of a fan of, uh, the Tupaca Wookiees, which is Ryan's team, or the Grand Poobahs, which is Chris? I'm a Star Wars junkie, so like I want, I gravitate towards the Tupac of Wookiees, but I also gravitate towards success. And I think that Grand Poobah just has it. Like he has it put together, obviously, as of late. So I'm all about the Grand Poobahs. I'm on board. Let's do it. No, no. we're now rivals, and this <laughs> is going to add to our, we might have to do like a Matt Stafford, Goff, Tupac of Wookiee, Grand Poobah episode because I am full on board with Team Ryan. I might get a t-shirt that says Team Ryan or Team Team Chewbacca Wookiees or something like that. Yeah, the only reason we know about them is because of their podcast. And he's great at it, and he always makes bets, and he always makes it entertaining. He always loses his bets. I mean, the guy had to shotgun three beers inside of a bathtub, and he did it in an episode. Like, it was was crazy. Like So, yeah, I'm a big Ryan fan. Anything? You got anything to add right here, right before we get into everything? No, I'm ready. You're ready? ready to do it. Mm -hmm. Cool. All right, so we're going to get into the first segment of the show, which is manager on manager. So I'll start first. My question for you, Tony, is if you had to work at Disney as a character, which one would you be and why? So I got to think about that one for a second. So obviously my choice is Gaston. I've got several things in common with this mountain of a man, massive forearms, the gorgeous jet black hair, 
And then Tony is basically the same as Gaston E. So painfully obvious choice here. That's terrible. Have you, <laughs> you have you ever <laughs> have you ever met Gaston while at Disney? No, I've seen him, but he's always surrounded by like chicks and little yeah. girls. So I'm like, yeah. I'll I'll go walk so over that, here. So that's what you want is to be surrounded by little girls. Uh, no, not none of that. I do like attention though. Obviously, I have my own podcast, so I mean, I think that's that's the role for me. Yeah, the cool thing about be so Gaston was going to be my number one, um, and it's solely because he doesn't sign autographs. So if really? you have, <laughs> have an autograph book, right, and they go up to him, like he's illiterate, so he doesn't know how to write his own name or whatever. So yeah. he'll never sign a, an autograph, and then so it's like it's awesome because you just go take pictures, or whatever, walk around, and then you could just be a total dick, right, and like chase chicks around Disney if you want, and mm-hmm. it's in character. On that theme. I guess my Disney character, I would be Peter Pan. So Peter Pan's like a douchebag too at Disney. Goes, plays with the kids and stuff like that. And he'll just like run off with kids. So it, it's kind of comical because like you'll have Peter Pan be like, oh, let's go to Neverland, right? And he just like grabs two kids by their hands and starts running. So then parents have to run to go get their damn kids or else they're lost at Disney. And it's super funny. Or he, or he's just like, he goes squirrel basically, right? So he'll be playing with all these kids or whatever, waiting for a parade. And then the dude just fucking jams, right? And there'll be like six kids waiting in line. And they're like the last six kids that are going to get an autograph or something like that, right? Or a picture. Mm-hmm. And he'll just jam or to be the last one. So like, don't let your kid be the last one there because he'll just jam and take off running or whatever like that. And it's like, what just happened? Like, and then your kids are all disappointed and stuff. So it makes for fun, but it's always within character. That's you terrifying. Got <laughs> you got one for me? Yeah. So my question along the same lines, once again, if you were a Disney princess, which one would you be? Oh, I'd be Jasmine. She's the best one out of all of them. So she's a total babe. She gets to fly on a, on a carpet. She lives in the palace. She has a pet tiger. I mean, that's one of the best parts of The Hangover, right, is when Mike Tyson has a tiger inside of the whatever condo, loft apartment, or, you know, whatever like that. So, uh, yeah, I'd definitely be Jasmine. By far the most smoking hot Disney princess that's out there. I'm pretty right. sure she was over 18 in the movie, too. <laughs> just fact check that uh, yeah. before you put this out for me it's a uh, vanilla pivon sweets if you don't know who that is she's from wreck it ralph fantastic movie she's the princess of Candyland. i believe that's self-dubbed but wreck it ralph was produced by walt disney animation studios and released by walt disney pictures ergo she's a disney princess wrong all right so getting into week two week one was pretty eventful we went over that in episode 41 and going into week two, one of the biggest things that happens every single year in fantasy football is the waiver wire. And here at Talk Corp Fantasy Football League, we conduct waivers with a FAB. For those who don't know what FAB is, it stands for free agency acquisition budget. Rather than having waivers set by reverse order of standings or set with an order that gives priority. And if you don't use it, you're given the first you know, bid and dibs at any player on the next given week you're given a fake money budget to bid on free agents each week within our league if a player is dropped they enter a one day waiver period where everyone has the opportunity to outbid their opponents to acquire the drop player after that they're put on a first come first serve pool with the other players that weren't picked up in the initial waiver period with that said each week we'll be covering the fab report here for our league so first and foremost, since some of these players were bigger names in this week's run, I think it's good to go over how and when they were picked up. So one, Latavius Murray was picked up by my team, the Vaynerger Strokes, in the Saturday night waiver period after he was dropped by Password is Taco for Mark Ingram, which ended up working out pretty well for Password is Taco. However, uh, he still took an L. 
The Vinegar Strokes bid a hefty $359 out of 1,000, so roughly 36% of the budget to acquire him. We did this in order to handcuff Tyson Williams because we believe in the Baltimore backfield as a whole. Nobody else bid though, so it could have been a waste of fab, but we feel good about it in locking up the backfield. So definitely would have liked to save the money, but didn't want to take the chances. Got to keep the league honest. The darling of the week is Elijah Mitchell this week, and it was picked up in first come first serve by my co-host here, Tony Patriot, for a total of $0, just 19 minutes prior to kickoff Sunday morning. What led you to making this move here? Because you have to be feeling pretty good that you didn't have to waste your entire fab budget to get Elijah Mitchell this week, um, as everybody else within Twitter would suggest everybody is doing. Listen, when it comes to the waiver wire, I'm the best there ever was, plain and simple. When I wake up, I piss excellence. <laughs> uh, <laughs> so yeah, I, I just saw some stuff before the game started. JJ Zacharyson, uh, one of the guys I follow on Twitter, most of you probably do, he commented about it. Uh, leading up to the games on Sunday. So in the leagues where I had Trey Sermon shares, I just wanted to ensure I had the new backup for Mostert since uh, Kyle Shanahanigans announced Trey was inactive for week one. Uh, just just an effort to try and stay ahead of the market because I've been known to blow my load early in uh, in week one with my fucking fab. So I'm glad I didn't have to do that shit this year. You like to have your fab available in redraft, especially, right? I just blew my whole load in Champions League this week on Elijah Mitchell, right? So... <laughs> I spent my entire fab budget, 100%, 100-buck budget over there on Elijah Mitchell. And in other, you know, in this dynasty, so it's like, does this guy even last more than this year? Probably not, right? But I felt pretty good about my team, my receiver core, uh, my quarterback play that I'm going to get out of the aforementioned Jared Goff. And just just my team in general. I uh, have Tyson Williams and stuff like that. So looking to make a run this year, decided, hey, it's probably not going to be anybody else that I'm going to pick up long-term and replace off my roster, so did that there but good move there i think a lot of people are thinking about that kind of stuff this week too guys like larry roundtree and stuff like people who came out and showed that they were the number two all right moving into this week's waiver period up first too hot to handle acquired damian williams for 121 dollars other bids came from password is taco for 100 bucks three penis wine for 69 i shave my balls for this for three bucks damian williams to too hot to handle for 121 bucks what are your thoughts tony yeah, Damian Williams played 30 snaps to David Montgomery's 41. He saw six carries and five targets in the passing game, so not bad volume. And as we know, the running back position is a volatile one. So if Monty does go down, that's a bona fide starter that I'd have pretty good confidence in. Do you think that he fares better with an Andy Dalton-style quarterback, or do you think they open it up more with Damian Williams when uh, Justin Fields gets in? Uh, I think there were a lot of checkdowns just because the Rams were kind of sitting back a little bit. They were giving him everything underneath. I think if Justin Fields comes in, he will look to dump it off a little bit as like the more inexperienced quarterbacks do. So I think, I mean, if he comes in and Damian Williams ends up getting, you know, the lion's share of the carries, I think he'll be just fine. So I don't think that's a product of what the Rams are doing. Um, Or I think what he did week one was a product of the Ram, what the Rams were doing, but I think that would benefit uh, a rookie like Justin Fields. Cool. All right, second waiver claim, the Vinegar Strokes. My team acquired Tim Patrick for $106 and dropped Yami Brown. Other bids came from California Boner Jams 03 at $101 and Milford Academy at $25. Any thoughts? Yeah, Tim Patrick, that's a good one. 46 snaps, which was second only to Cortland Sutton for receivers. He had four targets, four catches, and then he added a touchdown. So Judy's down for four to six weeks. I actually read something this morning saying that that's going to be closer to six weeks. So, you know, there's a world where Sutton isn't the guy, and then Patrick steps back into that number one role. So he saw a little bit of that uh, at the end of last season. So I love it. He was on my radar across a few leagues. 
Yeah, and the majority of those snaps that he got, like the big bulk of it, where he got his work was after Judy was gone out of the game and stuff like that too. Um, we had talked about it before. Teddy Bridgewater, starting quarterback for the Denver Broncos, and how that benefited Judy and the slot receiver a lot more than it did, you know, the guy who's going to work over the middle as opposed to Cortland Sutton, Noah Fant, and those other guys. So willing to take the plunge there. Get me a guy that I can, I feel like I can trust for at least six weeks. So in the past, I've been a guy who's really saved a lot of waiver budget. And I've noticed that, you know, guys like Clint and stuff like that go out and spend hefty bucks at the beginning of the year to get the guys that. They're going to get them wins, right? Like waiting on a guy maybe to get hurt later on or something like that and have it ready to go when I can get two, three extra wins at the beginning of the season that really elevates you in a league where we have a lot of parity. So yeah, that's exactly right. That's exactly right. So I love it. Uh, Milford Academy acquired Zach Pascal for 25 bucks. Nobody else bid. Any thoughts on that? Five targets, four catches, two touchdowns. Dude played 69 snaps. Nice. To Pittman 74. There was a Bible narrative out there for Carson Wentz and a Michael Pittman connection, but Pascal was the guy in week one. And if he's on the field that often, he's going to be the guy on weeks Pittman is not. So he was also on my radar across a few leagues, the deeper leagues. And I shaved my balls for this acquired Jalen Guyton for two bucks and dropped the Eskridge to do so. Nobody else did there. Any thoughts on Jalen Guyton? Yeah, he caught three of five targets for 49 yards. Jalen also played 50 snaps, which was third to Allen and Williams, who played 67 and 61 respectively. So he's definitely the third guy there. It's a flyer pick, but if one of those two go down, he's in line for decent work. And we know Mike Williams does just that. So, yep, not bad. And then you got Pocket Dogs acquired uh, Anthony Schwartz for a buck and drop Cole Komet. Nobody else bid on that. Any thoughts on this? Don't love that one, but he got 31 snaps and picked up five targets, which is okay. Peoples-Jones got 47 snaps while Landry played 51. Obviously, OBJ was inactive, but if he can get that kind of uh, work on the field consistently, he'll get some spot starts for James, but another flyer, in my opinion. Yeah, I think that's that only did, does well for when OBJ is out, right? Like, OBJ sits out, game time decision or whatever like that. They plug the guy in, and those were like drawn up plays for that spot on the field, right? And yes. I believe that is OBJ's spot. So um, if you're in a league out there where people are down on OBJ, especially because he's sitting this week against the Texans, I mean, it's not good if I'm trying to trade for OBJ in this league right now, but so it's probably not going to happen. But OBJ sits out this week. They're playing the Texans. If he was a game time decision, and then all of a sudden they rule him out early in the week, either it's a super regression in whatever his you know, come back from his injury is, or they're just like, it's the Texans. We're going to run the ball 60 times and we're just going to beat the shit out of them. And we don't need them. Save them up for the next week. Cause you got a long week coming. You know, so. I mean, they, they almost beat Kansas city without him, right? Like they yeah. played, they played the game plan. They needed to play for about 80% of that game. And then Patrick Mahomes just, he won it, it for the chiefs. So they literally lost the game on the scoreboard. They beat the shit out of the chiefs. Oh yeah. yeah. They, they, they're good. So I was talking to Trey too, because I sat at his house this last weekend and watched some football. And I was like, yo, like my picks, right? For whatever Super Bowl, right? Like my, my, my conference picks, I got the Chargers against the Browns in the AFC Championship. And on the, and this is like before the game started, NFC, I got the Cardinals and the Packers. And I think that the, it's going to be the Packers and the Chargers in the Super Bowl. Other than the Packers, they all showed out, but I think, you know, we're going to see some. Some good stuff out of the Packers. Did you hear Aaron Rodgers on Pat McAfee show talk about yeah. how he got the one, what the one interception was from? And he said he got a double nut check. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. the ball to uh, Devonte Adams. That was pretty funny. Now you can get the throw. You can get the throw there with one, but you get both of them. That's not going to happen. <laughs> yeah. All right. Let's take a break to hear from our sponsors. Hey, do you want to feel so energetic? energetic? 
Electri Power Thirst! Energy drinks for people who need gratuitous amounts of energy! With all new flavors like chocolate! Chocolate energy! It's like adding chocolate to an electrical store! Sound the alarm! You're gonna be uncomfortably energetic! What's that? You want strawberry? Well, how about RAWBERRY! Made with lightning! Real lightning! Sports! You'll be good at them! It's an energy drink for men! Energy! These aren't your dad's puns! These are energy puns! TURBO PUNS! Science! Energy! Science! Energy! Electrolytes! Turbo lights! Power lights! More lights than YOUR BODY HAS ROOM FOR! You'll be so fast, Mother Nature will be like, SLOW DOWN! And you'll be like, FUCK YOU! And kick her in the face with your ENERGY LEGS! You'll have so much energy, energy! Uh, just running all, all the, the time. time! Power running, power lifting, power sleeping, power dating, power eating, power laughing, power spawning babies! You'll have so many babies! 400 babies! Give chocolate to your babies and they'll be good at sports! Make your babies run abnormally fast! They'll run as fast as canyons! People will watch them running and think they're canyons! They'll race as fast as canyons against actual canyons! And it'll be a tie and they'll get deported back to Kenya! Hey, go with the sure thing! Don't gamble on your energy! Snake eyes! Try Power Thirst, the energy drink that will make you sword. All right, and we're back. We're going to sit here and preview week two here in Taco Court Fantasy Football League. In our first matchup, we have the 1-0 Pocket Dogs traveling to the 0-1 Cops Lives Matter. Currently, Cops Lives Matter is a six-point favorite going into this matchup. Pocket Dogs with the Bills quarterback, Josh Jacobs, Sonny Michelle, Devonta Adams, Keenan Allen, Chase Claypool, Mark Andrews, Michael Pittman, and Jalen Rieger in their lineup. While Cops Lives Matter is sitting here with the Chiefs quarterback, Alvin Kamara, James Robinson, DJ Moore, Cortland Sutton, Corey Davis, Kyle Pitts, Damian Harris, and Jalen Waddle. You have a pick for this game, Tony. So I like Chad's team. He's the favorite on James' side. He has Jacobs, low floor. He has Michelle. Not sure if he's going to be up to speed in the Rams offense yet. I like Devontae Adams, Keenan Allen. Chase Claypool is kind of a low floor, high ceiling guy. Don't like Michael Pittman yet. Don't like Jalen Rieger. So give me Chad with Patrick Mahomes, Alvin Kamara, DJ Moore. He's got Corey Davis. That's the number one in New York. Zach Wilson loves him. Uh, Kyle Kyle Pitts is kind of another low floor guy. Not sure what they're going to do, but hopefully they get right. Uh, Arthur Davis and those guys over in Atlanta. So I got Chad. Cool. Yeah, I think I'm going to go Chad here too. And it's solely just because so I don't think Sonny Michelle is integrated enough into the offense to be the man there in Los Angeles. All right, matchup number two, we have the Milford Academy 0-1 going to the 0-1 Eskimo Brothers. The battle sucks. On a, not really sucked. Terrence did pretty well. He just ran into the guy who put up 200 points. Currently, Milford Academy is a seven-point favorite going into the matchup with the Cowboys quarterback Nick Chubb, Chris Carson, Stephon Diggs, Mike Evans, Juju Smith-Schuster, Rob Gronkowski, Jamar Chase, and Devonta Parker, while the Eskimo Brothers fields the Packers quarterback on Monday night. I think that's good. That's key. Monday night key. Derrick Henry, Leonard Fournette, Calvin Ridley, Allen Robinson, Jarvis Landry, Jared Cook, A.J. Dillon again, and Mike Gusecki. Your thoughts on where this matchup ends up? I said it in your episode last week. Give me anyone Peterson's playing against. Uh, no exception here. Playing against Terrence, you look at the bottom of Peterson's roster and you kind of see why. Jared Cook at tight end. A.J. Dillon flexing. Mike Gusecki flexing. A.J. Dillon, AJ Dillon might be a high floor guy, but this is full PPR, so you're not going to get much uh, by way of pass catching there. So. I love Terrence in this one. Yeah, give me Terrence in this one too. There's just too much depth there. I think I think Mike Kosecki bounces back for the Eskimo brothers. I mean, New England just takes away the best player on any receiving core, right? Which is Mike Kosecki. No catches, obviously. So, but AJ Dillon, Jared Cook, they don't do it for me. You got Calvin Ridley going up against that that Tampa Bay defense. 
who knows what ends up happening with Derrick Henry. Like Seattle's going to put up points against Tennessee. Do they take the run game out just like the way Arizona did? Um, because Tennessee obviously cannot play any defense and Tennessee's offensive line cannot run block right now. Next matchup, we have the Murder Boners 0-1 going to the 0-1 Password is Taco. Currently, Password is Taco is a eight-point favorite. Murder Boners coming into this one with the Titans quarterback, Saquon Barkley, CEH, AJ Brown, Adam Thielen, Julio, Noah Fant, Brandon Ayuk, Password is Taco with the Bucks quarterback, Zeke, DeAndre Swift, DK Metcalf, Kenny Galladay tonight on Thursday Night Football, Henry Ruggs, George Kittle, Melvin Gordon, and Cole Beasley. Who do you have one in this one? I like Clint. Uh, he has the edge at quarterback. We got a bounce back game coming for Ezekiel Elliott, DeAndre Swift. Uh, he's not on a great team, but that bodes well for pass catching running back. So love Swift there. He's got Metcalf. Galladay's okay. Rugs don't like that, but I think he has enough to overcome what uh, Octavio's putting out. Yeah, I'm not a big Zeke guy this year, right? And there's a guy in another league who during the draft told us that uh, he's not seeing the step from CD Lamb or that CD Lamb's going to put out the same type of stuff right after I picked him with a two, three turn. Came out and said, Ezekiel Elliott's going to get the workload, this, this, this. One, they don't have offensive linemen. They just lost their left tackle again, so they can't block still. And it's still a Mike McCarthy offense, which doesn't run the ball whatsoever. So uh, I do have concerns about Zeke. Chargers do have a, an outstanding defense. With all that said, you're sitting here with the guy who has Julio Jones, A.J. Brown, and the Titans quarterback. Granted, they're going against Seattle, so they should be able to put up some points. I don't see Octavio being able to compete in this matchup. Give me password as Taco. Three Penis Wine, 1-0 at Too Hot to Handle, 1-0. You have Three Penis Wine coming in as a eight-point favorite. The Seahawks quarterback, Joe Mixon, Darrell Henderson, T. Higgins, Devontae, ugh, Deontay Johnson, Brandon Cooks, Robbie Tanya, Dalvin Cook, and Justin Jefferson. Wow, Too Hot to Handle brings in the Cardinals quarterback, Antonio Gibson, on Thursday Night Football against the New York Football Giants. David Montgomery, Cooper Cup, Debo Samuel, Nelson Aguilar, Travis Kelsey, Rojo, and A.J. Green. What do you have taking home this one? So Brandon has the edge at quarterback. I like Kyler over Russell Wilson, and obviously he has the edge at tight end. But I think that's it. I think Nick has the edge at every other position. He's flexing Dalvin Cook and Justin Jefferson. <laughs> and he's not <laughs> sacrificing anything anywhere. He had Joe Mixon and Drell Henderson in his running back spot. So I, I love his team. I don't know how we let him get that deep. Nick did really good. If you look at his roster, right, he understands the schedule and what time players are playing, right? And it looks like Brandon finally got on board with that as well here, too, because all their 11 o'clock players are in their starting positions and flexing out the later guys, you know, so that should you have those late injuries and stuff like that, um, you can make a substitute. I'm filling Nick's team this year. Brandon did put up 186 points last week, but you know, it can't happen every day. I, it, Terry McLaurin's birthday was on Wednesday this week on the 15th. They're playing the 16th on Thursday night football. Maybe that guy gets some touchdowns, you know, there takes away from Antonio Gibson. Give me three penis wine to take home this victory on the road. He moved to 2-0. I shaved my balls for this 1-0, put up 200 some points last week. Going to you, Tony Patriot. You are currently a six-point favorite in this matchup against the team who put up 200 points with this lineup last week. Rams quarterback, who apparently you're in love with, and he's the world beater and um, is bringing home Super Bowls for the Rams. Jonathan Taylor, Miles Sanders, Tyreek Hill, Amari Cooper, LaVisca Chenault, Logan Thomas, Miles Gaskin, Smokey Brown up against your Ravens quarterback, Austin Eckler, Elijah Mitchell, DeAndre Hopkins, Terry McLaurin here on Thursday night. Tyler Lockett, TJ Hawkinson, DJ Chark, and Jacoby Myers. Who do you have going for a victory here as you come in with an eight-point favorite? You're not going to trigger me 
on this episode with Matthew Stafford. You got me on Twitter. I'm triggered on Twitter, so that will continue. But in this matchup, um, you look up and down the matchups, like the positional matchups. I've got the edge at almost every position. You know, I would normally give him Miles Sanders over Elijah Mitchell because it's a question mark, but I think Miles Sanders popped onto the injury report with an ankle, so not sure what's going on there. Kenneth Gainwell looks pretty serviceable, so uh, I will give him Amari Cooper over Terry McLaurin, and then maybe Marquise Brown over Jacoby Myers. I'll take the floor over the ceiling, though. So every other spot, though, I think I have a slight edge, so I'm giving myself the W in this one. Yeah, I think I am going to go that route as well, mostly because I just want to see Trey loose. Trey mentioned at his house the other day that uh, I fucking love my team in Taco Corp, <laughs> and it is the best team that I've ever put together. And uh, he was just typical Treying, whatever that he owns and stuff like that, right? So it's just it's the best there ever was, right? All right, and going into our marquee matchup of the week, we have a matchup that's been brewing for I don't know about nine days now. So. <laughs> Uh, we have myself, the Vinegar Strokes 1-0, going to the Boner Jams 03. He did put in quotations his E for James. I've never seen anybody change their name more times within a week than Matt. So I think he's a little flustered right now. He did post a video on his Twitter about singing my song at the end of the last episode and how he's torn, right? And he didn't even face the camera towards him. He faced it towards like an abortion <laughs> clinic or something like that. I don't know. It was pretty good. I was I was laughing pretty damn hard. Nice to see he has Apple CarPlay in his car, though. Um, anyways, Matt right, currently is a four-point favorite, four-point home favorite at one in, at my 1-0 and team going to his 0-1 team. I'm fielding the Chargers quarterback against the high school team out of Odessa, Texas, the Permian Bojo also known as the Dallas Cowboys, Christian McCaffrey, Mike Davis, CeeDee Lamb, Robbie Anderson, Tyler Boyd, Darren Waller, Randall Cobb, and Tyson Williams. While he's fielding the Eagles quarterback, Aaron Jones, Najee Harris, Bob Woods, Chris Godwin, Devonta Smith, Tyler Higby, Kareem Hunt, and Antonio Brown. Who you got in this one? I think this is going to be a close matchup. I think you probably have him at quarterback. Definitely have him in your RB1 spot. You got him in your wide receiver one spot. Uh, you have him in tight end. I think he has you in every other spot, but, you know, McCaffrey's going to put up 30 points. C.D. Lamb's going to have a day. So, you know, Matt's favored by, what is it, four points, four and a half points? Correct. I, I do like Matt. I think it's going to be a close matchup, though. This will be an exciting one. Can't wait to see the results. Can't wait to see the videos that come out and what you post on your next episode about it. I am honestly looking at, I'm probably going to end up benching Mike Davis. Nice that I have Tyson Williams now. ESPN does have their projections for Randall Cobb totally incorrect. They have Randall Cobb at 3.6 points. The guy's going for 15 on Monday Night Football after not getting a target from Aaron Rodgers the entire game. They're going to put up points, and he's going to get it to his dudes. And I'm probably going to move Mike Williams up into the starting lineup. So, you know, that's another 30-burger right there. Yeah, and then if Darren Waller catches all those passes against Pittsburgh, who people think Pittsburgh has this amazing offense or defense. They don't. Like They had two edge rushers, right? Who's the guy that they just got from uh, Mel Melvin Ingram? Yeah, so Melvin Ingram, right? He's got about six more weeks in him before he's hurt. But that dude balled out of his mind, which allowed TJ Watt to get a lot more stuff, right? Yeah. So their secondary isn't that good. They got Minka Fitzpatrick, and that's it. I think the Raiders are probably going to go into Pittsburgh and win that ball game. I don't think that Pittsburgh is a good team whatsoever. I don't think the Bills have a good offense anymore because everybody saw what they did. They tried to do the same thing they did last last year. All the Pittsburgh Steelers did was drop two safe. They played like a 4-2-5, essentially, right? Played a 4-2-5 and had a cover three with two safeties roaming the middle, like middle linebackers, essentially, right? And Josh Allen couldn't do anything with it. I don't think they're that great. Darren Waller's going for at least 60. 
this week. So give me the vinegar strokes to take home this game and put the boner James 03 back into the, the coffin of wondering what the hell did he do joining Taco Court Fantasy Football League. I like it. All right. We went 1-0 last week on Locks of the Week. I ended up selecting three penis wine to take over his matchup. And you obviously picked anybody up against Eskimo Brothers, which is probably going to be a very fruitful thing all season. I can't take that easy route in picking the Eskimo Brothers every week or picking on them, I guess you would say. And I really feel like that's you picking the Jags to beat the Texans last week in Survivor. You know, it's bound to bite you in the ass. Uh, but I feel like this week's going to be a redemption week. My pick is currently a dog right now, I believe, or just changed to a favorite with a lineup change from the time that we wrote these notes. Uh, while I'm not in love with his lineup and his roster and whole, as a whole in general, I think that the manager uh, gets back into the win column by a big margin this week. So my lock of the week is password is taco over the murder boners. You can put it on the board. Yes. Tony, who you got for lock of the week? I, I like your pick. I was kind of looking at that one. When you signed me up for this episode, going with the underdog, I like that. My pick is a manager who displayed phenomenal discipline in this year's draft. He's off to a great start with his fab management. A manager who has great hair. He's been known to some as the banana stand. Others know him as Channel 4 News Team. My lock of the week is Tony Patriot. I'm taking myself in week two. Let's go. Tony Patriot, let's go. USA. USA. Make fantasy football great again. (laughs) All right, so to summarize... uh, we have gone over our picks right there. Lock of the week, I got the password is Taco go, uh, beating the Murder Boners while Tony has himself in Tony Patriot beating I Shave My Balls for this bold move there, Cotton. You are going after the team who put up 210-plus points last week. That was week. week one. That was yep. week one. It is redemption week. It is redemption week. Anyways, Lock of the Week was presented by Bangasitter.com. Promo code TACO for 31% off your first month's service. Once again, that is Bangasitter.com. Promo code TACO for 31% off your first month's service. Yes, you only pay for 69%. All right, moving into the next segment where you got to do a draft. So this week we are going to end up uh, talking about things that you just can't watch football without. So... Uh, everybody loves snacks. Everybody loves food. When you go to somebody's house, it's like, yo, what are we eating? What What's, what's on the menu and stuff like that? Uh, missed you guys last week all at Trey's house. A um, bunch of unfortunate events. An unfortunate events happened leading to basically just being me and Trey. And I didn't even get no ass. You know, cooked up a bunch of grub and everything like that. It was, it was a good time. Trey had some cool dip thing that he made. A bunch of snacks out and everything like that. So we're going to do our top five football watching foods here. So since you had more points in week one in our season-long bet you'll get the first pick tony and then we'll put a poll out on uh the taco court fantasy football league podcast twitter and get everybody's opinions and whoever wins this poll will pick first next week i like that format all right my first pick it's got to be pizza it's cheap it's easy it draws a lot of parallels to nate's i'm just kidding (laughs) (laughs) i was gonna go there i should have gone there (laughs) Yeah, give me pizza. Any topping. Doesn't matter. Yep. <clears throat> oh, that's a pretty good one. I don't think it's the one of one overall, though. So, And we're snake drafting like normal, right? So one on one overall. I'm glad you passed up on him. It's like you're trying to be contrarian this year. Maybe you went Dalvin Cook first overall. Maybe you went Austin Eckler. I'm bringing in the Christian McCaffrey. It's wings. Wings, hand down, is number one uh, football eating food. And then we're going to go number two. So this is my Dalvin Cook of foods right now. And it will be nachos. Nachos would be the number two. So I have wings, nachos. Well, you got pizza. You got two picks coming up. 
Man, the wings, that was a tough one. They're a staple in our modern American diet, and they're a staple on Sundays. But I'm Italian. I got to stay in character. So I think that was an obvious uh, one, 101 for me. Uh, you're going fucking cannolis now. <laughs> uh, we're going lasagna. Pick number four. <laughs> now we're doing chips and salsa. I'm just a huge chips and dip guy. Uh, Sadie's is my brand. Get that at Walmart. Hashtag not a sponsor. And then on the turn, I'm going to... I'm going to go ahead and take, this is something I think that we just cook here. Uh, it's Hawaiian roll sliders. I'm not sure if you've had them. A little bit of meat, a little bit of cheese. You put some garlic butter on top. You bake it at 350. It's fucking phenomenal. <laughs> you bake it at 350. <laughs> How long do you bake at, at elevation? You know, we're we're up here nearly a mile high right now. We, I mean, we're getting, what is it, 142% of UV exposure above what sea level stands for? So uh, <laughs> how long do you, do you for? You do have to factor that in at elevation. Don't ask me which direction that is, like longer, <laughs> higher temperature. That's uh, I leave that to the wife. And that's yeah. not a sexist thing. She's just better at these uh, these appetizers just, than I am. She's Mexican, cleans her house, and cooks all the food. <laughs> her feet are shorter, so she's able to get closer to the stove. <laughs> You're going to die for those comments. <laughs> you can leave that. You can leave that in. I'm going to leave it in, especially if she's listening. I mean, yeah. Dang it. I was going to go the slider route or the chips and dip route. I thought that was, you know, those were pretty good ones there. I thought I was going to end up getting those later on. Oh, looking at my list here. Yo, I'm going to go with, maybe this ages me a little bit, but the Hickory Farms meat and cheeses, right? So there's Hickory Farms, like meat logs you get, right, during Christmas time and all that kind of stuff. Like they're perfect for, you know, New Year's Day bowl games, right? You're going through the big four bowl games. They got those big old like cheese balls that have like all kinds of crazy shit on the outside, like almond and all this stuff, all these different cheeses you can cut up. The Hickory Farms meat and cheese platter thing, that's that's my number three that I'm going with right there. And then my fourth one, oh, I'm in love with this stuff, right? But it's I feel like it's basic, it's easy, it's very versatile. You can just pick it up with your hands, dip it in anything you want, and it changes the complete flavor of it. My number four is gonna be pigs in a blanket. Um, <laughs> Yes, my father is white. That's where these last two ones came from. So um, pigs in the blanket, meat and cheeses, my three and four. I like that. The the cheese and meat was on my list. Uh, I had uh, in parentheses charcuterie board. Don't ask me how to spell that. I, I misspelled it, but who doesn't love meat and cheese on crackers? It's kind of like a Lunchable for adults. So I don't pick there. I don't live in a good enough neighborhood to call it whatever that's called, a charcuterie board or something like that. I feel like that's just way above whatever my annual income is. You're right down the street from me. What are you talking about? <laughs> <laughs> uh, next up for me, uh, for my rankings, you've stolen a couple here, but uh, I got to go with meatballs. So Trey specifically, whatever sauce he uses, it's like a sweet barbecue mix, but he's brought it over to a couple of our events and they are delicious. You get a toothpick, you just grab a few it's they're, they're phenomenal and then next up this is something simple uh something you kind of get in a package but it's the pub mix from costco so also uh, hashtag not a sponsor yeah you can't you can't be bringing up the target of sam's club and then the walmart of target you know like they're really <laughs> conflicted right here so yeah that that's a good one right there too like that kind of stuff with the trail mixes that you know whatever cheese it's are in there and all kinds of shit like that it's got everything yeah everything it's awesome so i have one two three I have three, four, three things sitting here, four, four things I'm looking at as what my last picks might have been or something like that. And I think I'm going to go with, uh, I'm going to get shit for this one, but I think it is crucial to football Sundays because it revives you. 
it brings you life. It lightens up everything you got going in on you. It's like, you know, you're sitting there drinking tons of beer, you're eating heavy foods and all that kind of stuff. You need something to balance it and bring you back. You have a coffee or something like that. But on the food side, I think I'm going to go with fruit. So we have fresh fruit, right? Like pineapple, watermelon, strawberries are fucking phenomenal, right? With some type of little Cool Whip dip thing or something like that. Uh, fruit brings you back to life when you're hitting that coma after the, you know, the one one eight one p.m. Eastern games and stuff like that. You're getting into those second games where it's like, oh, there's a lull. Like we've been sitting here for three and a half, four hours, crushing beers. I need something to revive me. We're gonna go with fresh fruit. Wait, wrap- wait, wait. I, w- I was told that you don't, you don't pander on this show, so. That was clearly you pandering to the liberals, throwing a healthy choice in there. What is that about? <laughs> Just to own them. Just to own them because uh, my DMs on fucking Facebook went bananas after posting something just about how I don't think the government gives a shit. But uh, whatever. Everybody took it completely wrong. Nate was just trying to sell burritos. That was all. Yeah, that's really what it was. Like, hey, I'm, I need attention because I'm going to release a podcast here today and I'm going to post a link. So I need to get my shit boosted up a little bit. That's Let's good. talk about COVID. All right. So with Tony's draft, he's sitting here with pizza, chips and dip, Hawaiian roll sliders, Trey's meatballs with sweet barbecue sauce, and pub mix while I have wings, nachos, pigs in a blanket, meat and cheeses, and fresh fruit. So check it out on Twitter at TacoCorp Pod. I think it's TacoCorp Pod. I don't know. It's fucking linked below. It's Click the Twitter link. It's TacoCorp Pod. And then uh, we'll have a poll up there. And whoever wins the poll and gets the votes from all the people, uh, we'll pick first in the next draft that we end up having. Whew. I think also, that's also follow. If you're on Twitter, follow your friends. If you listen to podcasts, subscribe to your friends' podcast. If you go to YouTube, subscribe to our damn channels. Like it's, it takes you 15 seconds. I guarantee you, if any of you guys produce any content, we would follow it. We would subscribe to it. We would grab our parents' phones and subscribe on those damn things as well. So oh, yeah. I don't know what I don't know what your excuse is, but it's not a good one. Definitely do that. Go grab your mom, your dad's phones. Hit subscribe on all the links that are below here in the show notes. Um, they won't even know, and then they'll sit there and delete all their pictures when all their data, uh, when all their phone storage is eaten up or whatever, and they'll never understand what the hell's wrong with their phone. But you could just just don't say anything, right? So you'll be good. You can do it on like Apple, Spotify, Google Podcasts, Pocket Cast, whatever, Pandora. I don't. I think it's on. I don't know if it's on Pandora, but whatever. Just fucking go do all that stuff, right? Go to your local Best Buy or whatever like that. Do the same things, right? Get, pump those numbers up. You got to pump yeah. those numbers up. Be a good friend today. That's all we're asking. But yeah, go check out uh, Tony's podcast at 58 West King Podcast, hundred and what is it, 101, 102 episodes already currently. So you um, said that over that milestone, moving on to whatever the next one is. And then the Mortal Kombat Fantasy Football League podcast, all those are linked in below. That's all I got for you today, Tony. Any last words for the people? No, I hope you guys uh, have maybe better luck in week two than you had in week one. Or if you won in week one, hopefully that luck continues on into week two. Good luck guys. Nope. Fuck them all. I hope they all lose. <laughs> and I'm the only one who wins. So banger of the week takes us back to the year 2020. I'm yeah, really far. Right. Anyways, 2020, we kind of know everything that happened in 2020. It was just last year. A couple things that happened here within this league that I think are pretty cool. Met Matt Graham. That was pretty cool. Kind of buddies now, kind of friends, kind of besties, kind of talk about all kinds of stuff. It's, it doesn't matter. It could be funny. It could be, super deep whatever it is uh never met the guy in person a lot of video chats and all that kind of stuff uh doing podcasts on 50 west king and here on taco corp 
he was on here once and he'll get on here sooner or later one of these days yeah that ended up meeting terrence through matt who i met through tony yeah so met those couple guys they're both in the league right now um and i think for good reason maybe not for the reasons they got into the league but uh, i think they're two guys that are going to contribute to the league pretty well uh fun guys to interact with and everything like that so super active on socials as well so glad to have you guys terrence is even questioning or debating i should say coming out to opening weekend in denver for next year's baseball season so that'd be pretty dope if that ends up happening looking to get out there next year during the summertime probably for some baseball uh going to check out some dodger games as he lives pretty close by the dodger stadium but looking forward to potentially getting a bnb for uh opening weekend and at Coors field maybe get something gucci right down in the middle of the city or something like that be able to walk everywhere do the things anyways this song right let's just get to the song the song is the song that I believe Matt, no, I don't believe, I know Matt's going to end up listening to about halfway through the games, right? The four o'clock Eastern start games. He's going to be like, holy shit. Like looking up at the fantasy gods and it's just going to be the song he sings for the rest of the week as well. Maybe even for the rest of the season. I don't know for, for his, you know, tenure within Taco Court Fantasy Football League. Uh, I'm not sure, but it's definitely something that he's going to be singing to the fantasy gods. This song is Some Say by Nail. Hope you guys enjoy. Love you, bye. See you guys. Some say 